1: Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Here with 11.17 to go. Suing, extra pivot, fade away, and a soft up. The patience
2: that time by suing, you talk about the points.
1: Rojas calling for it, reward that man, reward him! UCLA looking to get back on track with some home cooking, and we're underway and off the opening tip. Jaylen Clark to the rack. What a start for the Bruins! It's like he's sitting in a chair. Johnson, no. Bona with a rejection. Bailey bounce pass. Bona brings the house down. Timeouts. Washington.
0: Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. We are live from the h and H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Another live show here at Hale Varsity Club as well. Thanks for those who have come out so far, and there's plenty of time to still make your way to Hale Varsity Club. Grab a bite to eat. Catch the show this morning live. We're having some fun. Uh, DB, did you think Wichita <laughs> State was... such a relative Do you think, do you think Wichita State was going to win purpose. that game? See, because I thought they were about to win that time game. Time out. We're burying the
3: lead. Have you ever felt like you had a full time babysitter, but <laughs> you didn't? You weren't really paying for it. I feel like I have a full time babysitter. <laughs> Where's your head at today? <laughs> I just, it's like, I wonder where I would be if, like, my OCD wasn't curbed by having people tell me what to do.
0: <laughs> you know, I, 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 you are a man of habit, a man and, of routine, and.
3: I purposely did that, and she caught me before the show even started. I didn't even want that on me. And what does she do? She comes over and she makes sure that it's perfect. Well,
0: it's because I called you out yesterday. Yeah. I. Hey, are you going <laughs> to come online? What would you ask me if I was going to log in? <laughs> I said, are you going to come on StreamYard or are you just going to sit there?
3: Yeah, I, I think the thing that makes me interesting is I never
0: do what I'm told. I don't think that makes you interesting. <laughs>
3: do you have a different word for it?
0: <laughs> who would keep I think that your... I think that makes <laughs> you annoying. <laughs> yes.
3: No, I, I, I did not think that the Shockers were going to shock anyone. I think a lot of times when you watch Houston, that's just who they are. Like you watch them and you're like, wow, this is a top 15 team metric-wise. But then you're reminded that they've got guys like Sasser, because you always need a bucket getter. You've got to be able to defend, you have to rebound. And Kelvin Sampson is an elite level coach. So they have a lot of ingredients. Kind of like what you. I can't kill him on air, but I, so I won't. I had a very bad dining experience <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> on What'd volleyball. you eat? I'm not telling. I can't do it in good faith.
0: Give me the general region. Uh, Region? Okay, area. Uh,
3: West of 84th. East of 132nd. North of...
0: Hey, what's the latitude and longitude? (laughs) North
3: of Giles. South of Fort...
0: Google Maps.
4: (laughs) Yeah. About
3: 236,000 different restaurants in between that area. Look at Head Mulati over there asking, laughing at (laughs) me. Head Mulati. Head Mulati got less body. That's my man. That's P Major. What's up, man? Good morning.
0: (laughs) Good morning. Um, Hey, uh, Florida Atlantic lost.
3: I know. You jinxed them. No, I I didn't. Listen, I laughed the whole half that whole game. I was like, UAB "Ah." was the favorite. I was like, ah, that's the Andrew Rogers effect. (laughs) Ah,
2: He said, is
1: FAU the team? Ah."
3: I looked at the line and I was like, yep, that's a sucker bet. And sure enough, it was. Well, good morning, Avery. How are you? We just say good morning. It's a live Mm -hmm. show, man. We can do this. I didn't say you
0: couldn't. Well, like you you shot, came at me. You shot me. You shot me. <laughs> no, that, I didn't.
3: It, did everybody not see the Andrew Rogers death stare? Hey, do you, do you want to go to the replay? Like, I can take it to New York. <laughs> hey, did I tell you about watching a high school game a couple weeks ago, and a coach, I won't name him, like, pretended to throw a challenge flag on a bad call? He, he picked up a towel on a block charge call, and he – it didn't have a ton of weight to it, so it kind of floated to uh-huh. the ground. Like, right. if like you've a you If Have you ever seen the plastic bag in American Beauty? It just oh, kind of yeah. hung out of yeah. the air, mm-hmm. and nobody said a word. I'm like, that's a technical, but that's a good coach, so they'll leave him alone. <laughs> He's the bad Beverly of coaches. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I don't know, man. I just try to figure out, like how to make sure that we are completely dialed in but when you started talking about FAU I thought to myself that's a bad line UAB was f- was favored a mm-hmm. slight fave a little bit of goodness on the money line it's exactly how I felt when my man ba- Vegas B Edwards liked the bucks and I listen he's he's a tremendous capper but four didn't seem right. I don't like it. I said, doesn't that line seem a little light to you? <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's what I'm bouncing. <laughs> and sure enough, the clip joint, which I like to call them, because as a Laker fan, you don't right. remotely like the Los Angeles Clippers. They're tenants in common. Get your own building, by the way. Uh, just a
0: one-point victory. So, FAU, short story long, is a recipe for well, disaster. Well, don't. Don't tell me that this is a jinx on my part. It, it would be a jinx if FAU was the favorite. If they were like a 7-8. How, seven or how, eight how are they favorite. a dog though? is not record, a bad team.
3: Better record, better strength of schedule, they just had a feeling? I got a feeling.
0: Uh, whenever Vegas if whenever Vegas does something like that, you know the ranked team is losing. Yeah. You just know.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm a big I, I I follow that trend quite a bit, ranked versus unranked. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Hey, a good one, too, this, uh, this weekend. Is it tomorrow? Gonzaga-St. Mary's? That'll yeah. be fun to watch, too.
3: St. Mary's looked like they were maybe looking ahead to Gonzaga last night. I mean, they kind of schlepped their way through. But San Francisco's, I mean, uh, quality program. I'm not, I'm not mad. How, did you by any chance tune in to the Big Ten Network to watch Michigan State and Nebraska women's?
0: Uh, not the full game. Man. Oh, that was, But that fourth quarter seemed like an eternity. It was just frustrating. Frustrating or frustrating? Frustrating. Did my gum get in the way?
3: <laughs> this is going to be a great Friday. This is going to be a great Friday because, you know, the minute you remotely act like you want to go in, I'll bury you. You started it. Well, let's go. <laughs> Giddy up, partner. No, so what was going on in that basketball game? I don't know. I got, I got a lot of thoughts. I guess we'll have, to, we'll have to compartmentalize this so we can have a show and stay on schedule because we haven't even set the lineup and we're 10 minutes in. Are we 10 minutes in? Seven I, w- minutes I wouldn't in. know because you didn't
0: plug the clock in. Here we go again, just pointing fingers. But whose name comes first? Coffee. I guess yeah. it is me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> yeah. Shane normally sets this up. Shane, where are you?
3: Dude, this dude's walking around like a god darn penguin frozen wa- waddling around this morning in his hockey gear and his nineteen twenty four stocking cap and I'm like, Bro, oh, it's like eighty one degrees in here. What are you doing?
2: I feel like a penguin.
3: Exactly. It's cold over by the window. Try it is try sitting under this ninety mile an hour, eighty five degree gale that's above our head. I
5: thought he rises. <laughs>
0: Yeah, last night. Or I shouldn't say last night, when yesterday afternoon. When you're
3: built three feet from the ground, everything rises. <laughs> Sorry
0: about that. Yesterday, he's like having his hands to the sky. And the ceiling's like
3: 16 feet. Like, how could you? You're nowhere near that. He's like, it's it's warm over
5: here. No,
3: <laughs> oh, it's not. How, how would you know? <laughs> no, it's not. Sorry, Shane. Good morning. Good <laughs> morning. Good morning. Dude, he's on. Okay. Full disclosure. Let's hear it. I've only worked with Shane about, about eight months. Yep. Just letting you know those first couple of drops when he's, like, quick like that, leave him alone because he's on his game.
0: Well, you talk about poking the bear. <laughs> no, I'm going to – See, Shane's one of the but I've been around
3: him poking. long enough, so his responses to me early on where he's quick like that, I'm going to let him ride. Because <laughs> me he'll probably end up getting me because he controls all the buttons, and so I'm not playing that game with him today. All right, Shane, you win. We cool? It's not,
0: it's, so yeah, it's not over. Yeah, it's not over. That just proves just that it's not over. He
3: won't let it ride. No,
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> we'll get into this in a few moments, but uh, yesterday DB shot me a text and said, hey, you know, let's, let's go about naming our top six recruits, commits, uh, that made their way onto Nebraska's roster. Can, can,
3: can, we, can we tease that? Because I, I need to figure out my last two.
0: Oh, yeah, we can, we can tease it for sure. Thanks. We got the sports six pack coming your way too. That's coming in the next segment. We have to make that in the next segment. So, how much of a tease do you need? <laughs> like, you need five minutes? Do you need thirty seconds? <laughs>
3: I need one of those Nebraska uh, well, brews. That's what we need. Oh
0: yeah, the Acres Ale. That too. How, did you finish that? Uh, not all of it. I mean, he gave me a. What were you, Shane? It was he all gave a twelve. Me a 12 ounce, it was all a twelve. Oh, I meant the twelve ounces, not the twelve pack. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I finished the. I finished the drink. But I didn't finish the case. I, you know what my favorite thing about that was?
3: You you poured a you poured a beer in a clear on a clear plastic
0: cup, so you could see the color of it. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me. Anybody here? Tell me I'm wrong. Yes, I'm I'm all about not using I, the listen, dishwasher. And now, and now, even though Kendall has
3: crossover game, I'm gonna say this anyway. I think that's an ethnic thing because. <laughs>
0: Excuse you? We would, I wouldn't, we. Kendall, you with me? Hey, <laughs> we wouldn't do that. Curiosity, what do you play beer pong with? Glasses? Because I don't. Do I, do I strike? You play it with cups. Listen. Plastic cups. So it's almost whether it's like clear, he doesn't whether know it's who red, partner it's blue, is. Do I look like green, the type of cat pink? that would be playing beer pong? I don't even know how to play that game. You don't know how to play most games. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> must, must be Friday. Wow. That's what we're on this morning, huh? (laughs) Calling me out on my cup game now? Like, what are we doing? I don't know how to play those reindeer games, man. (laughs) I told you about the Purdue story, and you had to walk me through what they were doing. Game over. Remember when they were bouncing the ball super far off the table? No, they were playing the
0: dice game. I don't
3: know. Listen... Do you know what I do with dice? You just I, worry I in a fraternity. I, I don't worry about whether it's going in a cup or not. I worry about seven eleven. That's different, okay? I'm gonna stop. Beer pump. I'm gonna stop. I'm totally gonna stop. Plastic cups.
0: <laughs> That's paper.
3: paper. But
0: Yeah. You know closer to plastic than glass. Uh, this,
3: my man, is glass. <laughs> yeah. Club soda.
0: Club soda. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Who are we talking to today? We're (laughs) talking to Bruce Chubbick Jr., head boys basketball coach at Omaha Central. We'll talk to Amon Green at the top of the hour. Mike Sauter comes our way to close the show. And in the middle, we're talking to Michael Brun, senior writer for Husker 24-7. DB, let's get into it, though. Let's give our top six recruits because we have to we don't have enough time unless we unless you want to save the back end here I'll give you this we'll save the back end for Amon's segment we yeah. won't talk to Amon on the full time we'll I, save the back end I, of, I'm, uh, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull
3: out my handy dandy list because I got notes
0: do you want to work backwards to front like do you want to work six to one or would you rather work one to six because I feel like where you're having trouble is in the four five six range
3: well yeah because I didn't really set the criteria so uh so a, a sleeper, right? Because I wanted you to, and I like everybody does their super six, right? And we usually submit those, and and Shafe collects the data. And, but Shafe's been preoccupied. Full disclosure, obviously, mm-hmm. um, with more important things to worry about. So I wanted to make sure that we had our own super six. But I am on the struggle bus more than normal with four, five, and six. It's a good thing.
0: It's a good thing you're on the struggle bus. But it's
3: because I prefer to be uh, – I don't want to be like everybody else, but I, I may be overthinking this. I know Fields is safely in my top three. I almost called him a sleeper because he's he was super under-recruited. But I think people that watch the film know, like – He's a runner-hitter, like something about him. I I can't wait, like, I can't wait to spend time with him, spend time. No, I probably won't spend that much time with him, but I can't wait to watch his movements just to see if if film lies because it doesn't look like it does. He looks like a runner-hitter. And I'm struggling with what to do with Malachi Coleman. Struggling To I, keep
0: him in or to leave him out. I home? look
3: at ceiling, which is way high. Mm-hmm. And then I think, well, how good does he have to be to meet expectations? Because I feel like we did this with a guy by the name, well, good morning. <laughs> I even see you over there. She just kind of saunters in <laughs> quietly. Shane's like, whew. <laughs> um, so as we... <laughs> as. I feel like we did this with Marlon Lucky in and oh four oh five or whatever, right? Five-star, kind of highly touted, you know, got a lot of national run down the stretch. And he had, like, a pretty good career, and people kind of hate because he didn't. It's like the Reggie Bush factor. Ah, oh, Reggie Bush wasn't a good pro. Really? Is it because he was the number one pick? Because he's a pretty good pro. 98% of people that play in the NFL would take Reggie Bush's career. But we pit it relative to what we expected. So I, I, I maybe overthought that a little bit. Mm-hmm. How's that for at
0: yeah, so do you want to hear my one, two, three? I will take your one, two, three, my one, two, three coming in at one for me is gunner really, and the reason is it Katula, right? Yeah, the reason Gatula comes that in at one for me is for that kids. might
3: be the most unbelievable number one pick I have ever heard, and no one in this this
0: state will agree with you. So, offensive line was obviously the biggest need for this for this group coming in from last season. A priority for this team, regardless of what Rayola says, you need to build competition in that room. Mm-hmm. So, having a guy like him, a younger athlete that could spark that competition, now you're starting to make guys fight for spots. He's the reason. He's my number one. You should
3: have. <clears throat> Excuse me. You should
0: have. You should have made him your sleeper. No, my sleeper's also an offensive lineman, probably going to play defensive line. Uh, But the reason I have him at number one is I really love his footwork on the outside. And I watched his tape against Maverick Noonan, and I mean, it was more times than not he was winning that battle.
3: Okay, okay. My number one was Riley Van Poppel. It's a good one. I I think when I look at what we need, what he is, what he could be, I went with. Are we calling him like RVP? I feel people like are calling him RVP. Is RVP a little too cool for a guy that hasn't done anything yet? Because I don't want to be that guy either. Oh man, DB was on the hype train. Choo choo, gave him a nickname. But I'm you give sure. everybody a nickname. Yeah, but I don't think
0: RVP is like creative.
3: It's his initials.
0: (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Riley Van Popple. Oh, RVP. Okay.
3: Listen, you guys see what's going on, right? I'm usually the guy that gets blamed, but I. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, RVP
0: comes in at one. I'm
3: going with Fields at two. See? I, I really like Eric Fields.
0: I like this because. Neither of those guys made my top six.
3: Yeah, well, uh, one of us likes it, football, and the other just watches it. <laughs> wow. I didn't say who was who.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can assume.
1: Shots
5: fired! Uh, Shots Malachi fired! Malachi comes
0: in at two for me. I like that. Malachi, for so many reasons, lands at two. I mean, his character is his number one feature. Yeah. Um, it bleeds into his game. When he doesn't have a big game, he owns it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've seen him do that numerous times, and he believes he has to be the best and have the biggest game every time he steps on the football field. I love, I love that mindset there. Uh, he's gone through so much as a person off the field, too. Not to say that other people haven't, but uh, he has matured so quickly as a human being, and then he's carried over everything that he's learned in life to football. Tall, long, physical, ball-winning ability on offense. He's got, he's got breakaway speed for his size. Uh, the physical tools are there. What he needs is just—he needs some meat on his bones. Mm-hmm. And I think Corey Campbell is going to do a a lot of good for this program in regards to getting guys to the right size. And there's some other guys that I have listed here that uh, that need that extra muscle, that extra that extra amount of weight mm-hmm. to make them comparable to other guys in college football.
3: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, real quick, and we'll, we'll split just so on the back end we can keep talking. Corey Campbell is a guy that comes. So, you know, I ask a lot of questions, and, hey, how do you feel? What do you think? Corey Campbell is a guy, and, and Coach Rule spent quite a bit of time talking about him yesterday, about, you know, guys that you spend time with. You know, he went into the story how he doesn't know much about strength and conditioning, and he always wants to be on the cutting edge and what your body types are and how you're supposed to be and what he wants you to look like and how he noticed already some guys changing physically. Campbell's a guy so far that I didn't think a couple of players were going to make it another two weeks. They're just now starting to get acclimated mm-hmm. to his rigor. Because remember, Coach, Cam- or Coach Rule tells you everything you need to hear if you just listen. And what he said was, he can hold you accountable and be demanding, but still be an advocate. And when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, those guys in the weight room that run the weight room, that set the tone, mm-hmm. those are the guys that got to be the tail kickers because they have, the strength and conditioning staff has you more than anyone else, and They, they're the smartest guys in the room 99% of the time. So when you're the smartest guy in the room, you have to be careful that you're really, really good because who's going to check you? Who's going to check the strength and conditioning guy? You want to tell me about periodic rest and muscle mass and, and, and recovery and, you know, saliva tests and, like, that's way above my pay grade. So when Rule says coach Rule says, "Hey, I don't know anything about strength and conditioning. That's why I need to surround myself with experts." Right. <laughs> those guys there's a lot of trust in those guys and gals that are in the strength and nutritioning, strength and conditioning and nutrition. So he's he's very very integral to what they want to do. But coming in at number 3 for me is we're coming to America. I'm going with Prince. Um I I love his tape I think he's in a position of need where you have to be able to get after the, mm-hmm. the passer. He's got a good body
0: type, and I think he's just getting started. His size is perfect for an edge rusher, for one. Another guy that I think needs to add a little more muscle to his game because he is so quick. He can get off the line of scrimmage really well and beat his, uh, beat his linemen, but... Um, him and Cameron Lenhart are interchangeable for me at three and four. You like him? Yeah, I like both of them, and I have him at three and four for a reason because I don't know if one – Prince Will would supersede Lenhart in my opinion, if he had a little more size to him. Mm-hmm. But until then, I gave Cam the three. Cam, uh, he's a good combo for the three-three-five-two because he can play on the line in the middle of the line, or he can come off the edge. And a lot of his high school tapes showed that. So I think he offers some good flexibility for Tony White's defense in regards to that.
3: A, a jack of all trades. Yep. How much bit. do you feel like you would be able to project if you knew exactly what you if you knew exactly what that front was going to look like? Do you feel better? 'Cause I'm not sh- I'm not I mean, are we is it gonna be a three three five? I mean I, I would I it's, would it's guess it's tough to say. I, I think I, they'll I would start guess, there. I would guess so because I think the strength of your football team right now is on the back right. end. I think they'll start there so and then we'll
0: see how they alter it as the game goes on. If
3: there's gonna be five, I would imagine you put those guys in the secondary which is why I can't wait to talk to a guy like Kobe Bretts who's coming to see me tomorrow so I get a chance to spend some time and see what's going on in the secondary. One of my favorites.
0: Hey, our poll question of the day. I think we all know Malice in the Palace is one of the best brawls in all of sports. It probably would have gotten the most votes. But what brawl comes in second? on the list. I don't know if you saw the the one on the court in the NBA last night. Is it Garrett versus Rudolph? Is it K U K State College Basketball? Yankees Boston ALCS Game Three. Or is it Boston New York Rangers fight in the stands? We'll talk about that more as the show goes on. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the sports six pack.
1: Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
0: Good morning, Friday morning here on Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning, I'm Andrew Rogers, and we are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club 590 ESPN Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln. We're live on Twitter. We're live on YouTube. We were just live on TikTok, but we took a short break. Uh, we will get back to our rankings. Uh, and DB and I talked a little bit during the break um, about the difference in ours. And uh, l- let's just say uh, we, we analyze the game differently. <laughs> 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 I, I would maybe trust DB more than I would trust me. No, but, but you know what? When I'm right, You'll, yeah, I'm going to be on a
3: throne. Yeah, Michigan Lance one time called in, and he said, DB, when you're right, you're right. When you're wrong, you are dead wrong. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's probably going to be me in certain so that, that's, instances. That, that's, but that's about how it is. We'll touch up on our final uh, four, five, and six in those rankings and then toss our sleeper out there as well after we talk to Amon Green at the 8 o'clock hour. Should we do the six-pack? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?
1: Now for the Sports 6-Pack on Coffee and Cream with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Presented by Zipline Brewing Company.
0: You've got that right. Zipline tossed us some beers too the other day. Uh, Gave us four packs and the uh, dear old Nebraska brew, the red one, I'm trying to get, because you may not know names, DB. (laughs) The one that was red.
3: I love Uh, it. I love low key, passive aggressive low key. Having my hand held, I love it.
0: Drink Uh, sports six pack presented by Zipline Brewing Company. shaner has got your questions over there. Shane, kick us off.
1: Question number
5: one. How is the current Husker staff approaching strength and conditioning, and what are some of the different philosophies that go into it? This was
0: a question from Twitter last night, and you kind of touched on it a little bit in the first segment. Twitter. Uh, So from what I can
3: gather so far, it's a lot about um, explosive – So a lot of times there's different philosophies. I'm trying to answer this quickly, but there's a lot to it. Sometimes it's about putting on mass and then tearing down and then working on explosion. And as you ramp up closer to the season, like there's usually kind of these blueprints and set patterns. I think for Nebraska right now, it is trying to accomplish a couple of things at once. Getting the body types right in terms of lean muscle mass while remaining Explosive. They're learning some new lifts. They're learning a few new techniques, and so I think the teaching mechanism is still Mm -hmm. in play, but right now it's about adjusting the body types before they they narrow it down to
0: get specific. And as Corey Campbell, um, as a person, one word to describe him is demanding, and I've heard that uh, from Coach Rule. I've heard that from former players. I heard that from Brian Burns the other day on Twitter talking about Corey Campbell as a strength coach. Uh, he pushes guys to reach their goals. He will never leave their corner. He's high energy, a consistent guy, and he's going to make you work. Yeah. So the program's putting emphasis on those things.
5: Question number two. Why do you think so many reporters and analysts are so critical of Trey Palmer still to this day?
0: Because he played at Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer to that question <laughs> that's
7: what you there's call this the point of view from is.
0: people that are either unfamiliar with Nebraska or just dislike the program entirely to think that because fans here are so passionate about their team and believe that they're the best ever to walk this earth that they can't actually be the best ever to walk this earth
3: yeah i don't know i I think the production like you want there's always two ways to look at evaluation you want the tape to validate what you see in person or Does what you see in person validate the tape? And I think with Trey Palmer, so far, at least at the senior bowl, what they've seen in person hasn't necessarily justified what they've seen on tape. Now, I think he's had a good last day, especially the one-on-ones versus guys like Riley Moss that give him a good look because I think Riley Moss is – he's certainly going inside the first three rounds. I could see him getting into the second round. So that's a that's a quality corner that he's working with, but I think when you hear the legendary stories about his long speed and four three this, sometimes it doesn't translate mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what they've seen this early. So I think he's garnering a little bit of criticism, but I think it's ba- it's kind of what I talked about with Malachi Coleman. Could could be a great player, but it'll be relative to what your what you think. Like, what your expectation level is. Like, he's got to meet the expectations, which I think is the primary reason for what he's falling victim to in terms of criticism.
0: Look, I'm not here to tell you Trey's the best, but all season people were critical of his ability hard, hard over overhyped because he played for a bad football team. Being on the faller's list, come on. The only people that have fallen and still haven't gotten back up are the Purdue defensive backs. <laughs>
3: I remember Sam Question number three. It doesn't look like he's moving as fast as he is, but he doesn't get caught.
5: Have you seen any change in the demeanor or approach of these other teams when they come to Nebraska or recruit Nebraska kids and now that there is a new sheriff in town? Not yet.
3: Um, I, I still you know there's not really the They don't seem too uncomfortable, right? Uh, I, I think that hasn't changed yet. Now, will that be? Sure. Right, I saw Nebraska come back for a second visit impromptu, and we saw how that worked out with Barnes. An impromptu visit just because they caught wind via social media about another school that was in the building. So what does Nebraska do? They come back for round two. Over on 90th in Pacific, so I think you're gonna get that with this staff. They're not again, Tom Petty. They won't back down. But they I don't ha- leave any stone unturned. But I won't. I haven't necessarily seen a change in other schools coming in here. Right? We've seen some newbies too: North Carolina, Virginia, Northwestern. Um,
0: nah, not yet. Yeah. In years past, coaches could capitalize in this area a lot more than they can now. I know we're short on time. Shanner, let's move on.
1: Question number four.
5: What's uh what's a hobby that would turn you off would be a turn off.
0: the
3: um, hobby smoking. That, is smoking a hobby? I don't know. Is it but SIG that, smoking?
0: I don't like Sigs.
3: It's definitely a turnoff. No offense to you smokers
0: out there. Oh you Avery's like, not me. <laughs> uh, a hobby? I don't uh, know. Shane, would you consider smoking a hobby? Because you do it a lot. Like he, you vape. He,
3: that's different.
0: But he does it a lot. Is it an addiction? Is it a hobby? Like, what is it? Like, would you consider it a hobby? Uh, a
5: hobby would be something you'd have a general interest in, and you would you would go out of your way. to. Oh, I got one. I got one. Okay, what do you Th- get?
3: Those people that are like into fitness and they're losing weight and they tell you every three days about where they are with their progress. You mean CrossFitters? That's a turn off. <laughs> let I other, used to do let, let other people comment on that, not you. I don't I don't need that. <laughs> How's that?
1: Question number five.
5: If flag football if the flag football pro game flag? just just doesn't work, turns out it
0: sucks. Oh the Pro Bowl. Flag? The flag. <laughs> How would you
5: enhance the game to
0: make it more exciting? Oh, I've thought about this. You make it a Pro Olympics. You like that? Play off the Pro Bowl. Pro
3: I get Pro it. Olympics. I'm waiting for you to expound. So,
0: so you have like 10 events, and I had to write these down just so that I could be prepared for it. You have the offensive line compete in some type of food-eating contest, okay? Then you have kickers that play kickball home run derby, <laughs> Okay. You have quarterbacks play dodgeball. You have defensive linemen run the 4x100 relay. And then you have wide receivers and DBs play capture the flag. Okay, you make like a day of 10 events, expand the list. But this is where it gets interesting. The winners of each event get like bonuses of some kind, whether it's 25K, 50K, 100K. And gambling, of course, for you. Yes, gambling is encouraged (laughs) among all the players on the field. And then you have a fan vote for each event. And whoever wins the fan vote gets an all-expenses-paid trip to the Super Bowl.
3: I can't top that. Shane, number six? <laughs> I can't Question that's number good. six.
5: <laughs> <laughs> if you get offered a billion dollars to never attend a sporting event again, would you take it?
3: How much?
0: $1 a billion. One billion. billion dollars.
3: Yeah, I stopped yesterday. Sorry. I take the billion dollars, Sorry, too. kids. I'll be streaming your games.
0: <laughs> See, in my gold throne. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I, I'm the same. I'm with TV there. I'm, I'm going to sit at home. I, even even though I don't have kids yet and I haven't gotten to experience those moments I don't know. Would them. you take
3: a billion dollars to miss your little boy or girl's first,
0: like, t-ball game? It, it, it's online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying somebody to stream it to home. <laughs> wow. We're so
3: shallow. It's I a billion wrote. dollars. No, I get it. I don't even know if I have to think about that. Hey,
0: speaking of streaming games, how about streaming some high school basketball games this weekend? Maybe Omaha Central is on your bucket list. We're going to talk to Bruce Chubbick Jr., head boys basketball coach, next here on Coffee and Cream. A lot of things that I'd, I'd like to talk to him about because it's a family business for him. I'll let you get right to it. That's next here on Coffee and Cream.
7: With Kizzit free shoes, Motion sounds something like this
1: And Crane with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
0: Hey, in a few moments we'll talk to Bruce Chubbick Jr., head boys basketball coach at Omaha Central. At eight o'clock, we're talking to Amon Green. Um, in his Twitter bio, NFL legend. I love how he gave himself that own tag, self gloss. <laughs> NFL legend, head coach, gamer, and host. Um, I'm excited to talk to him about his his gaming ability. You know that's, yeah, that kind of soft spot for me. Like,
3: most people, when they when they get AG, it's like, you know, we're talking either football, you know, comic books, Batman. He's a heck of a gamer. Your very first question to me was, "We need to figure out what games he likes." I like the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
0: "Hey, do you remember what who they are?" Says that. Do you remember the? Because f- you gave me three games: uh, Madden, Madden, NBA Two K. Correct. And then it was like a Valorant, new one.
3: yeah, a Valorant. I've never played that one. And there's one in the middle, because I'm just envis- I'm remembering the text in my head. What was in between Madden and NBA? I there 2K? were only. I thought
0: there were only three. There's
3: four. So let me, should I look it up? Isn't it yeah, weird how my mind works? It is. Rem- you, you remember I remember, and
0: things. I'm memorizing
3: it based on how it looked on my text. Mm-hmm. And it was Halo. Oh, and, Halo. And, and where does Halo reside? In between Madden and, Madden 2K. and NBA 2K, I knew there was Un- a word in between there.
0: Unbelievable! We're talking to Michael Brunt at eight thirty, and then we'll end the show as we always do on a Friday with Mike Sauter. Our poll question of the day: If you want to go take a vote on that, it's at H Varsity Radio. Was outside of malice in the palace what would you say comes in second for best brawl in sports i only gave four options i know there's plenty others out there but there's garrett rudolph is what i gave kuk state college basketball the yankees boston alcs game three and uh, new york rangers boston bruins fight that uh ended up going into the stand so if you want to vote on that go there and we'll touch on that a little bit more later on in the show let's go to line one right now bruce chubbick jr on with us he's the head boys basketball coach at omaha central bruce good morning
2: Good morning. What's going on?
3: Coach, how are you, man? Good to talk to you.
2: Yeah, good to talk to you guys, too.
0: Hey, Coach, you know, former assistant at Omaha South, won two state titles there. Your dad was the head coach. Now roles are reversed. You're the head coach, and your dad's playing assistant. How much of a role model is he to you? And, you know, what have you learned just by having him as a resource all of these years?
2: Well, you know, obviously most of what I've learned, I've learned from him. He's been the most influential piece on my basketball philosophy my whole life, really. So, uh, you know, a lot of where I come from on what I think and what I want to do comes from what I've learned from him. So, um, he he's kind of taken the role on of, um offensive coordinator and I'm on the defensive side of it. he's he's loving it because he said, you know, all these years I've been the guy working on the the defense and now I get to concentrate on the offense. This is fun. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Coach, it's interesting. You know, obviously I follow it close. What's watching your schedule, you're always – you're right there. And it has been tough. And I don't know, like, if you believe in, you know, good losses or or, or bad losses, but your laundry list of losses, and there's still only the six – are pretty good, right? Bellevue West, East, Miller, North, Gretna. those are the who's who. Early on, as this season started, as you kind of wind up getting ready to be seated for districts, do you like the way that the schedule has broken out?
2: I do because we got challenged early, and I felt like, uh, like you said, we were able to compete in those games with the exception of Bellevue West. Um, obviously a lot of people. Have They've done that to a lot of people. With him, right. <laughs> but that's not, that's not much consolation. And to answer your question, no, I mean, you're never going to look at losses and go, oh, that's a good loss. Uh, you're a competitor. You know how that goes. Uh, but I think you can learn from losses sometimes, and I think it, you can take things out of it that are useful, that are going to help you in the grand scheme of things, the big picture. And I think, you know, the kids have, they're very resilient, They're very, they've are they become very tough-minded, and I feel like you know, we're starting to peak, I don't think we're at our peak, but I think we're starting to get there, and this is the right time here to be starting to peak.
0: Coach, you're a better man than me, probably DB as well, yeah. um, and, and here's why, you know, I was talking to DB after that. the show yesterday, <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't know if I could ever coach for a rival. Um, You know, I asked DB, I said, DB, if you were the coach at Nebraska, like, could you coach at Iowa? There was no hesitation before he said no. And then he's like, well, what about you? Like, you you know, Cardinal fan, could you coach for the Cubs? I'm like, you know, probably not. Yet here we are, you're doing exactly that. (laughs) Like, was that – You know, internally tough for you, or did you look at that opportunity as something that could be great for you because maybe it allowed you to create your own destiny at that point rather than follow in your father's footsteps?
2: I think it was a little bit of that. I think it was a little bit of just wanting to go somewhere where, you know, where it wasn't like, oh, you just followed your dad, but it was more just a change in the dynamics at, at South. Uh, caused me to look outside and I want to stay in the city. I like being uh, coaching at the city schools and uh, central obviously with the history and all coach Barons was able to do here um, was, you know, it's a challenge. You're going to walk into big footsteps either way in that situation. Uh, but the, the rivalry thing, I thought for, you know, about five minutes about it. <laughs> uh, at, at, the, at the end of the day, you know, it's a great job. It's a great school, and we have a chance to put a, a different brand on it, a good brand that's just different than what they've been used to. And and it was a challenge, and I like a challenge. So
3: One of the things I think that's pretty understated about you is, you know, because you have the gruff voice, big presence, uh, big physically. It, you're so good with kids relationally. I see you at a lot of games that, don't, that aren't just high school games. I see you in the summer. Uh, I, I know a Awed. I know Elijah. I know what those guys think about you. Where did that come from? Because you're really good when it comes... You said you like coaching at city schools, right? That automatically tugs mm-hmm. at my heart because it takes, it, it takes all kinds. When I watch you connect, where'd that come from?
2: That's just you know you know most of the guys that I played with in college, friendly or friends with yep. a lot of them too, and um, just kind of I don't know. That's that that was something that one of the coaches I played for had talked about uh, about d- diversity that he was going to have a balanced racially balanced team, and I said, Coach, I don't care a, a lick about that. All I care about is that we're all treated fairly. If I'm the only white guy on the team, that's cool. Got no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know, that's not that's not a thing. You know, he's thinking I'm a kid from Atkinson, Nebraska. I went to high school, I grew up here. I'm like, that's you don't even need to discuss it. That's not a thing for me. Jo- I, kids are kids are kids, and I think um, you know, it's just sometimes when we're In the city school, I think we have an opportunity to make more of a difference, maybe in different locations, and that's what I like. And the the connection, like you said, these guys don't understand, but when they come back from college or 10 years later and they're a dad and established in the world, that's the best feeling in the world for a coach. We love to see them out there becoming successful people, husbands, fathers, all that. You know how it is. Yeah.
0: We're talking to Bruce Chubbick Jr., head boys basketball coach at Omaha Central as a part of our coaching corner, as we do every Friday here on the show, Coffee and Cream. You can toss him a follow on Twitter, at bchubb44. Coach, big one tomorrow against ninth-ranked Elkhorn South. The Storm playing in a back-to-back. They get west side tonight, and in less than 24 hours, they'll then take the court against you guys. How much of that went into your game plan this week, and How important will it be to jump on them early in that game, uh, especially because they're on short rest.
2: Well, that's a tough schedule for them. And you know, to Damon's point earlier, we've, we've had a little bit of a rough stretch ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we're probably not going to shed tears for Elkins out. <laughs> uh, but, but the other the other side of it is, they're a very good team, and I don't care if they're playing the Lakers tonight; they'll come out ready to play tomorrow. And we're we're not that isn't going into the game plan at all. We we want to make sure that. We're doing what we need to try to take away the things that they do best, and to try to accentuate the things that we do best.
3: Coach, you've uh, you've coached for some teams that have been the proverbial front runner, one of the most dominant high school teams. Uh, some say ever, certainly in the last thirty years. So you know what it's like to be the front runner. You've also you also know what it's like to run down the pack too. When you look at the way that this team is built. Do you like the fact that how you play when it comes to catching some of these teams from the rear? Because I think since was a little overlooked right now in terms of being a difficult opponent, especially the way you defend.
2: Yeah. And that's something that um, has kind of built over time. The kids, um, I think in the beginning, there was still a little bit of that feeling that we we're going to come out and outscore people 82 to 75. You know, they're, there may be a some game somewhere in the sphere that's like that, but I didn't feel that, that was the type of team that we had. That you know, We've been preaching that from day on. You know, for for us to be as good as I think we're capable of being, we have to be a really good defense team. Yeah, we want to push the ball. Yeah, we want to score points. But we've got to be able to take away what other people like to do best because when we're not shooting well or – you know, when it's not that clean of an offensive game, we have to have ways that we can, you know, grind out wins, and and we've been able to do that. Some of the wins that we've uh, won by just a few points have have been from grinding that out defensively.
0: Yeah, Lincoln High comes to mind. Bruce, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. Uh, good luck this weekend.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for your time, Coach. Hey, coming up next, we're going to talk to Amon Green. He is a former Green Bay Packer, made a couple of Pro Bowls. I made DB guess how many yesterday. Head coach, gamer, and more. He's next.
1: Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning.
0: Hey, top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. We are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Before we get to Amon Green, I'd like to take a moment and tell you about Digman's Digman's Collision Center has four locations throughout the metro area, along with that standalone mechanical shop at 120th and Maple. Uh, I see Shane was on point for his ding today, probably because we have some Dingman's family members in the house sitting to our right side. We'll wave to Darcy and her daughter. They gave us some pretty cool things, too. A little swag, a little gift bag, a certificate for an oil change, and then DB is, I think, most excited about the Yeti at the bottom of the Well, it's either the Yeti
3: or the oil change.
0: I like the trash can. The The little trash can. This was my favorite. This is cool. I'm not gonna lie. It's like a cup. I think it's the oil change. You know, it's like the cup I poured the Acres Ale in the other day. Because the light Because it's plastic. My light is on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh sorry, we're still on the oil change. (laughs) (laughs) Dingman's is family owned, (laughs) family run, local business. We love supporting local on this show. They've been in the business for over twenty five years, so they're obviously doing something right. If you need a quote Go to Dingmans.com. Thank you very much for all of this stuff. We appreciate you guys, and uh, thanks for coming out to the live show as well.
3: True story. What are the odds? How about that? Oh, same guard! Let's, let, let's go. That is
0: crazy. <laughs> let's go. Hey, let's change gears. Let's get to Amon Green now. Amon's on StreamYard with us, and yes, he's got a gamer setup too. Are you th- would you expect oh, anything no. less this, from this the is legend? This is sick. This yeah, is sick. Yeah. What's I up, Amon? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Amon, quickly, yeah. quick, <laughs> tell <What>? me, favorite <laughs> video game of all time?
7: Oh man! See, I gotta break it. I have so many. I gotta break it down to like genre and like my the age I was at.
0: Okay, <laughs> so, let's do it. Name them all. I will
7: start, start when between the ages of zero and ten. It was uh, it was a toss up between Super Mario Brothers and uh and Tecmo Bowl. Okay, so oh, Tecmo Bowl. People that. love that game. And <laughs> then I have uh, a see, Ten, ten to twenty. Um, what was I playing a lot? Because that was between high school and college mm-hmm. then. And so I was into some Madden, even though I was getting my butt kicked a lot, <laughs> especially when I got on campus. And Jay Sims was my roommate. You know, man. I was like, hey, I was like he just wanted to play. Just for, he's an like, AG. Hey, just I just need a practice run. I'm like, man, <laughs> you gonna beat me by a hundred points? And, and he I, would
1: try too.
7: <laughs> I was like, bro, I don't want, I don't want. It just don't. I gotta sleep. I don't wanna, you know, my man, Take it easy. My <laughs> you know. Um, so I would say between Madden and uh, Tekken. In those years. <clears throat> and then see, once I got pro, so twenty, so twenty to thirty, I'll say twenty to now is like halo. It's pretty much Halo and and Madden. And I've been playing some more two K too, because I'm oh and Mike Dempse says what's up, D B.
3: Oh, tell Dempse what's good.
7: Yeah, that's who I'm staying with right now. So we've been playing uh two K and he's got my game to the point. it's not the normal basketball game where you know you try to pass it around three times right. before you before you go to the hoop. Man, I gotta shoot threes against this dude. That's all he's is deep. <laughs> deep. He shoot. He's shooting like Stephon Curry. From the- <laughs> hey, I, Every time he comes down the court. So I'm like, okay, I can't keep up with with some dunks and stuff. I gotta go three points too. Like, hey, so crazy.
3: so Andrew was kind of he was doing his, his 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 show prep yesterday and this week getting ready for you, and he didn't realize how all the interests you have outside of football. Oh, yeah. And I told him, I said it's funny you say that. And I've told I've said this to people. The two two of the best players that I've ever been around that don't come across as all in on loving football are Green and Eric Crouch. If you spend any time around those two guys, they'll talk to you about everything other than just football and you're like There's way more depth to those guys. Mm -hmm. But you've always been like that, right? Like, you've never been one of those guys that's, you know, always talking about football or running or any. Like, you have lots of other interests, but still, we're very, very good at your craft.
7: Yeah, I agree with that. I say, because, like, and, but I'm like, now I got three potentially to attend and been asked to do two more podcasts that I want to do with uh, your Husker podcast mm-hmm. and since I've been back at home. So I do a gaming podcast a Mond Green's Gamers Lounge and then I do two Packer podcasts, one both of them with former teammates, Mike Wall, uh Gilbert Brown and Dorsey Levins. And
3: uh Oh Dorsey Levins, sweet feet. and
7: it's uh, and it's fun, you know, it's it's fun. We laugh like kinda like what you you guys right here got the setup and you have a good time. You talk a little football. Um you talk about, you know, whatever else y'all might hit in the other segments, stuff like that. And I just you know me; I wasn't that talker. You know, yeah. and Sitting sitting in the running back room, I just sat back and observed the, the calamity that would go on between you, uh, Lawrence, Clinton, and Coach Solich. Yeah. I, I would just let me sit back and shut my mouth, and so I don't I don't get threatened by by LP or threatened by PC to stop talking, or or, or Coach Solich giving you that look like. Like you in trouble and you might get benched for the day. So I was like, no, nah, I don't wanna do that. So I'm gonna be quiet. And uh, but I was i I, was, I learned how to observe very well during those days and as a kid growing up. Um so but but like but like I said, uh it was just it was just interesting. And I say happy I say one thing, happy to be back home. It's, it feels good. It's the last three weeks of getting inducted back into campus. Now as a faculty member, it's just been It's been amazing. It's been fun. I'll say that. It's been a lot of fun.
3: Before we get into that, because the gaming, I know Andrew's chomping at the bit. Let me stay right there (laughs) with the dynamics in that running back room because it was different and Mm -hmm. it's highly competitive and guys, uh, you know, loved on each other, but we were hard on each other. Yep. Yep. So do you think, because this was asked to me uh, a, a couple of months ago, With the availability and the ease of the transfer portal and how guys can just go to other schools. Right. Do you think that's something that you would have utilized early on? Because for me, I answered the question like this. I said I wanted to quit once, especially when I was a freshman, but my dad wouldn't let me come home. So I didn't know like what I would good parenting I, right there. good job <laughs> I didn't know what I would do or where I would go so I kind of hung out but I wanted to win too like I wanted I felt yeah. like I, I if if I just got a little that would be enough to get me to where I wanted to go like right. How did you feel cuz it wasn't always rainbows and butterflies with us
7: No it wasn't it sure it wasn't um, how I felt was you know what okay I got to I got to sit on the bench for a couple years or whatever it is going to be um and be I better be ready to play when it's my turn. That was it. That's how I looked at it because I, you know, you, you kind of knew you knew I was out in Cali as a kid growing up, and yeah. it was hyper competitive. I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, California, six blocks from Crenshaw High School that produce athletes literally every year on the year football, baseball, basketball. Then Dorsey High School is another five miles away from my high school, where well, where I lived. I mean, not my high school, um, and. Again, a lot of ton of athletes. So for the pop Warner leagues, for the little league baseball that I played in. I mean, I didn't even play T ball. I went straight. It was straight. It was no T ball in <laughs> South Central. It was overhand pitch. And they were throwing heat and curveballs. It's like what? how I'm like, man, I'm ten years old. I'm like, how they how that pitcher throw that curve? I'm like, oh my God. This is nice. I said I better I said I better shut I better sit down and shut up. And so I learned I learned how they did curveball real quick. By the oh. age of twelve, I was I love the curveball. i would sit back on it. Yeah. I'm like, so it's just, you know, I was around those, these hyper athletes, really good. And it was hard to measure because you didn't know, like you knew either very fast or you hit hard in Cali. <laughs> that was it in football. You either were a good tackler and you were not afraid of contact or you were fast as all get out. That was it. If you're going to see the bent, if you going to see the field, I mean, and then baseball was the other way. It was either you got, you're a good, very good pitcher or you hit the ball out the park you know Mm. it was one of those so so when i got back and by the time from high school to college that my mindset was i seen i had been around the best and didn't even realize it and i didn't i just i just matured that way so when i got to nebraska it was just like oh okay i'm back in i'm back in cali again you know i'm back i got lp i got you i got jay sims i got cc i'm like i got all these top end athletes i'm like well i'll just Wait around, make sure I know my playbook, and then when my time comes, I better be ready because, you know, I remember my my, um, my mom and dad, when we met with Coach Osborne for the first time, he was at the house on my senior year at uh, Central, and my dad asked him, will my son get a chance to play? That's all I want. Mm-hmm. He said, well, Mr. Mister Scott, he said, uh, <laughs> as long as Amon you know, gets in his playbook and – uh he studies his plays, and he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. Uh, he, I'm not gonna promise that he's gonna play his freshman year, but I will say if he does get a chance, and he does, he shows us that he's capable of doing the job, he'll play. And my dad said that's all I needed to know. That's you
3: know? Not, that's that's just that's his cadence too. That is that, that is, is, that is so teal.
7: That's his. Pay. I've been doing that. I've been doing that conversation for <laughs> for like 20 years, DB. So I know. And it's like, when you when he would talk, it was just like, it was like Morgan Freeman talking. You know how you hear Morgan Freeman in the background and does the, a voiceover for any movie out there? That was, that was T.O. I'm surprised he didn't go into that business, man. Oh. He could have been the best voiceover actor ever, along with Morgan Freeman. Oh.
0: Hey, Amon, you know, for you, you probably did a lot of trash talking. Whenever you played in college, you probably did a lot. When you went to the NFL, (laughs) and now No, no trash talking. Tell tell me how trash talking though could carry over to maybe video games for you. Oh well, like do you ever talk? Do you ever talk a lot of trash?
7: No, no. DB knows that. I say nothing. I say nothing. And and it was lessons. I mean, I already knew this because my two older brothers, Jerry and Nikki, they taught me as I think I was not even five years old. They was like. When I got right before I started playing football, I so started I played flag football when I was six. And I remember them telling me, you know, over the phone, they called me, I heard you know, mom getting you signed you up for football, so for flag football this year. Boy, don't be talking trash. And this was just flag, so it wasn't even contact yet. And so they're just getting me ready. And so I learned in. Okay. But then when when I get to the Lincoln with these knuckleheads in the room, man <laughs> Between D B Oh man. And the LP, like, okay, it was DBLP, Jason, like I said. I say these not the only guys in the room. We got some, you know, Steve Raymond and a few other guys. Yeah. Brian Schuster, uh, Todd Euler. Who could hold his,
3: Schuster he, could hold his own. Couldn't yeah, yeah, get a word of trash, trash talk.
7: So right before meetings would start, with our individual meetings with Coach Solich, like, so he's out doing whatever he's doing to prepare for our meeting. So we get in the room, and that's when <laughs> and that's when the shagulery would start, you know. And whatever, so I'm like I said, I'm just observing. I'm just a fly on the wall. Oh boy! And I come in the room, and I, they already at it because they've been hanging out with each other all weekend. And, and David uh, LP probably took a couple L's in Madden and Madden. in there. is like, man, I don't even play that game. The game is stupid. And DB is like, I'm the best in the I'm the best in the room. <laughs> it doesn't shock me. I'm, <laughs> I'm the best in the room. And then JCM Sim is just sitting back laughing. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, okay, okay. Whatever he said, but what about when I put fifty on you a DV I'm like, damn! <laughs> I'm like, God! No. He said, "Well, what? What happened was? I'm like, okay, I know where that goes after that." So it was like, it was fun. It was interesting. Like once the season started, once we got oh. out of training camp, once we got a training camp, man, it was a, it was the pleasure of the week coming into meetings. If it wasn't Oklahoma Week or yeah. some serious game, yeah. when it when it was the Monday and Tuesday meetings, when we could still we still had our we could still fill our bodies, you know we weren't numb yet from all the physicality. <laughs> that room was fun. It was a it was an interesting room, and that conversation was mostly Madden. Every now and then, um, what was it? NBA Live. Yeah, live. Was out? Yep. live was out. And then uh, you know you played against other guys like TV and TV. Uh, we talked about this. I just saw Tony Vila Summer. He would uh yeah Tony Velez he would cover his hands with the Nintendo controller like yeah this. so you couldn't see what plays <laughs> that he was picking
2: yeah it was Tecmo Bowl I've too, done it before yeah, I've done it before he was he
7: was really good at
2: that hey, I Yeah, saw cl- I saw you I saw you click well, that play well.
7: <laughs> yeah so he covered up and he did that that was so it was just to hear that stuff and to know these guys like that it was just like hey this is we good you know we had a good group <laughs> hey this you gotta you gotta have thick skin you gotta have thick yeah. skin and be ready to go though.
3: Do you, re- do you remember when Lawrence put on Coach Solich's coat that was hanging on the door and pretended did, to be Coach he Solich? He did that multiple
7: times. He just didn't do that one time. He did that a few times. And and I think the one time he put it on, and it was like, just as he put it on, Coach Solich walked in. in the door, and, yeah, he, walk- he, and he sat down in the seat with the jacket on, and we were all there losing it. We were there, you know, DV laughing like he's laughing right now. C- and C.C. is just shaking his head like. And I'm in the back. I'm like, I don't know. Are we all going to get it, trouble? <laughs> I'm like. He is like, guy. hey, that's them. He's that's such a-, a good kid.
0: <laughs> he
1: was
7: the like, only. He, he was the room. only good one. You he, separate the room.
0: Only, Amon's all by himself on the, the right, and everybody else is on the any left. Sort of good behavior. I'm
7: like, man, are we about to? Are we about to get it? All of us is about to get it. And he, so sits sis now, he's looking at us like, why? Why are everybody laughing? And then he looks, and he takes a double take. He looks over at LP. He's like, hey, heck off, good. Techie, good techie. <laughs>
3: Uh, looked like a cutoff on LP. Yeah, hey, sleeves,
7: the sleeves were like up to here. It was like up to here.
0: Was <laughs> like, so wow. But he felt like a stop sign. Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> hey, Coach Holtz was old. He's like Shane size, but he was yoked.
7: <laughs> yeah, he was yoked. I had tried to do a push-up contest with him. He beat me. Yeah, he was yeah. the real deal. he wow. was. Yeah, he was. He was always working out.
0: Uh, we're we're talking to Amon Green. Um, in your bio, NFL legend. It says. I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. Head coach, gamer, and host Amon Green 30 on Twitter. Amon, also a big comic book guy. I know a lot of people pick your brain about your your love and infatuation for Batman. Um, And you have a Batman tattoo, if I'm correct. Yep, he's on my leg. Um, right, like, maybe a question that may be a little more off ball because I feel like we – Yeah, you yeah, we know he, look, he showed bit, you a right? tattoo. You guys are officially boys yeah, now. Yeah. Look at this. I feel
7: like – And in Batman pajamas. And Batman pajamas. pajamas. <laughs> I see the bottoms. I see it's the bottoms. Higher. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: I feel like we're, we're comfortable with one another right now. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Do you, do you have a lot of tattoos, and do you have one that, like, maybe you regret?
7: No, nah, no. Nah. I, I, what I did because I learned – my brother again my brothers helped me out they said bro like if you start getting tattoos be smart like get something that you want to look at when you're 80 and be like you know you'd be satisfied you didn't want to just go in there willy nilly because you're young and dumb and you all hyped up about getting some tattoo you get a picture of like i don't know something dumb <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what, what could be really dumb but i've seen some dumb tattoos i'm like Ooh, i seen mary I seen <laughs> I was out in a restaurant at a, a bar this was like this season in uh, Green Bay, and I saw a, a grown man w- with a tramp stamp. And I'm like, bro, what were you thinking? I mean, I don't know the guy. I'm like, just seeing this from distance, like, oh my God. I said, babe, I was sitting with my wife. I'm like, I hit, I'm like, babe, look at these. Like, my man got a tramp stamp. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, right, so no, so nothing like that. My mind, so I put thought. So I got, yeah. I think, see, my bulldog over here, I actually got this. Yeah, that's a monster. Right, yeah, right there. I, I, I got him right before I left campus. So it was like going into my junior year. And then the, my name on top of it, I got that in my freshman year. If y'all can see it. Yeah, like, I, I can see it. Yeah. There, there looks you go. good. And then uh, the tribal tat was when I got the Green Bay. We made a tattoo guy. His name is uh, tat- oh, Rick rick was really cool He was a packer fan so you know he hooked us up so he took care of us a lot of guys went there i think he retired and his son took over um that's who put the batman tattoo on my calf there and so that's i think i only have a couple on my back too so hey best batman of all time oh michael keaton michael keaton <gasps> not christian michael bale keaton. that's me is I that like, you no 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 I, no no ca- christian bale what is it what is it including um he passed away um the original Batman from a TV series, uh. Adam West. Adam West, you know, he, including him along. So there, so it's what five of them total. Like I can't believe
3: you him? just said Michael Keaton though.
7: So Mike, what well, you got, me mate. <laughs> remember, remember this? I was twelve years old in nineteen eighty. Oh yeah, impressionable. I was. Like, I was go. impressionable. So yeah. I was impressed, and but it was a little comical with the syndicated Batman series with Adam West because I'm like Batman. Looks kind of like soft and muscle tone, man. <laughs> As a kid, I'm like, because I, 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 you know, I was watching Arnold Schwarzenegger on Commando and Terminator, and so I knew what a, like, what working out looked like for acting. And I'm like, Adam West not hitting the weight room, man. But these shows are hilarious. I like these shows. The bam, splat, boom, you know, and and uh, Burt Ward with the the off the cuff, holy rusted metal Batman. I'm like, oh dear god, this is hilarious. So. I, I that got me started, but it, like I said, I didn't quite fall in love with it. But then when I saw Michael Keaton, Kim Basinger, Prince did the soundtrack of that movie, mm-hmm. Tim Burton was the director, Robert Wall was the co star. Oh man, that that was awesome! And then, uh, so that's one, and then Adam West, and then Christian Bell is mine, right after Adam, uh, Michael Keaton is Christian Bell for me, and then, uh, you know, I say Ben because. George and Val, then I don't know what they were doing either. <laughs> I blame it. See, I have never met them, so what I say, what I've been saying about Christian and uh, or Val Kilmer and George Clooney when they did their roles, I said it was all the director's fault. That's the director's mm-hmm. fault, because you have to direct the actor into saying, "Hey, this is Batman. This is who he is. Study it. Here's all the material. Read, watch movies. Watch, read the comic books." Maybe that director's, you know, didn't do that, so I give them the benefit of the doubt because I haven't met them. I don't want to judge an actor on their acting skills because I'm, I'm never, I tried, but it's, it's, it didn't work out. So, it was,
3: as 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 we've been thoroughly entertained by. <laughs> <laughs> a, a streaming legend right now, Amon Green. You know, I, I, I got to get into you this. Joked with
0: me talking about the best interview. He's he's fa- fa- he's this one may be the fantastic. best interview. Easy going. <laughs> hey, so, Ag,
3: let, let, let's close on this one. You got to tell right. us, tell the story. How the whole e? How did the ecom? Who made the call? And how did, were you? Are how happy are you that this is you getting credits and scholarships?
7: Yeah, I love it. Uh, so, uh, Sherry Vell, the dean of students at uh, College of Journalism and Mass Communications, gave me the call and. It was always in the back of my head my year, first year at Lakeland, because I found we planned up playing Nebraska Esports, the club, you know, the club team in, uh, in Call of Duty, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's my school. So I was a little excited to play our school and they wrecked us. I was like, ooh, they boys and girls are good. <laughs> and they put it, They put it on us. I was like, man. So I was like, okay, good. I said, like, good. I was like, GG's. And they were excited. It was crazy. So they were talking to my players. Hey, we heard of Mon Green's your coach and all that stuff. So it was like, you know, real cool that I'm like, I didn't think they would know know about me because they were bait. You know, they would probably wasn't even born. So, but that was cool. And then, so that's when it kind of, I was like, oh, I didn't know they had an eSports club. I was like, hadn't talked to nobody. So I didn't know nothing. That was 2020. So, but you fast forward to now and then got the conversation with Sherry. She reached out through email and then it just. It was like, man, this could be real. I said, I hope, I hope this could work out. And then, uh, probably about a month later, uh, then got the call because we talked about, you know, the budget, building all that, all that out. I asked them where where the program was actually at, and she said it was. A, they have a club team now that meet. You know, virtually online, and they, they do all their matches as a student body on their own. And I'm like, okay, I see we're, we're out there to, to, you know, work in and uh, get to know the players, get to understand the processes of what they do for practice, uh, picking out coaches and all, and picking the games and the roster. So I was like, I got to learn that. And so once I got the actual phone call, um, it was like, man, this is pretty cool. So I called my hung up with Sherry, called my wife right away. And she was super excited. Um, and but it's like, we got a lot of stuff going on. We're like, you know, getting got me here, and uh, then we're actually we're just we're on the process of working uh, moving into uh about to Texas down to Houston. So we're actually doing two little things at one time, but it's working out here. And thank God, I got good friends, and you uh, know, I say former alumni like Mike Dempsey standing with his uh, house and. His wife allowed me to hang out with them for a couple weeks here um, before we close on our house here. So it's just well, been- D- Dems
3: makes enough money. He can afford it.
7: <laughs> so, uh, oh, man. yeah, he's doing great. You know what he, what he does with his, with his job, building houses here. He's Lincoln, a and monster. Good. Good for like him. A very, very, uh, smart business guy. Very so, much.
3: So he's, he's the yeah. real deal.
7: Yeah. So yeah, that was the process. I mean, and since I've been in, so officially I started January 16th and from that day I've picked up new teammates you know so the journalism college of faculty members are just it's awesome man it's just full of support you know helping me um teaching and get my my teaching plan together that's going to be in the i gotta put in this app called canvas and uh because i'll be teaching a class so db you got time you want to sneak in the room yeah me you i'm gonna get
3: you hooked up with terrence crawford too if you guys haven't played he is a he is a gamer okay He's, he's he's legit
7: and i tell people athletes all the time we have that time because we we that we do our main job and then mm-hmm. we got to rest and relax and that's what we do in our spare time right you know a lot of guys on the team will go hunting or uh what else what else guys maybe fishing golf, golf, yeah, fish, fishing <laughs> i'm like i will go fishing every blue moon and i only been i mean at all the years since lincoln and being in green bay being in the midwest all these years i think i i've hunted one time and now and fell asleep didn't see didn't see or hit nothing <laughs> I'm like, why do y'all hunt? I'm like, this is boring. And we were out here four hours, it's freezing cold, and exactly. the only thing I caught was a nap. <laughs>
3: a nap bro. You I'm did, like, You man. did not disappoint, A.G., always right. amazing. Hey,
7: yeah, we man, appreciate bro. you, man. Yeah, appreciate you. But real quick, like I said, yeah. the, the shout out to the journalism um, faculty. It's been awesome. And the students. The students have been coming on, knocking on the door, introducing themselves to me. So they've been really proactive at that. So I, I, mean, I expect nothing less, you know, mm-hmm. being back home and, and having the, I say the welcoming that's been going on. So I appreciate to everybody on campus. They, so prob- far. they, they
3: probably and, never seen a t- six-two and two-and-a-half, two hundred twenty-pound monster teach
7: <laughs> teaching their class. It's a video game, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was kind of the same look when I got hired at at Lakeland University. It was like you play foot you play football, right? <laughs> <laughs> They looked a little scared. They was like, what's this? What's the practices gonna be like, Oh shoot. I'm like, it's gonna be full contact esports practice. If you don't if you don't get the contact. shot, I'm gonna blindside. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm just messing with you. I'm just eating. not really though,
0: though, right? You're fantastic no, agent. You. Oh, hey, man. Good thanks man. to you. All right, buddy, you. appreciate hey, you. We'll, we'll play Fortnite sometime. I get dubs. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> Alright, let's down. do it. Let's no do it. No builds.
7: I don't build. No builds, neither do I. Yeah, I don't build, I shoot. That's All right, let's it. do it. Let's I told my nephew that, my great-nephew that. <laughs> wow. He, yeah,
0: We're going to play. And with Caleb, because Caleb plays too. Yeah.
7: All, right. All, right. All right. We'll talk
0: soon, man. Yeah, Thanks, AJ. I'll
7: send DB my gamer tag. Okay, you got it.
0: Perfect. That is Amon Green, man. Was that a fun interview? We're going to talk to Michael Brunts next.
1: Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
0: As DB comes back from making his rounds, I'll take this moment to tell you about the Beanery. How I drink my coffee every morning. It comes from the Beanery. They are the official coffee of Coffee and Cream. They offer heist. Jeez, heist. It's hot and iced. solder has got you they offer by hot. saying he pin They offer pin you. Iced. They offer frozen. Yeah. No, I have, I have plenty of coffee in me to take solder down right now. Uh, and it's courtesy of the Beanery. And uh, let's just say I need a muffin after my fight. And I'll probably go to the Beanery. And get that after I take solder it down. It's going to be like sixteen four. Here's here's another coffee guy. Yeah, Michael. Michael on line one. Michael Brunt with us on the show. Michael, good morning. How you guys doing? Hey, you a coffee guy? Oh, big coffee. Oh,
3: guy. Oh yeah, Bruntzy is team coffee.
0: What what's your uh, what's your vice? Like, are you a latte guy, or are you like just straight black? Do you like it just with a little cream? What is it?
4: Uh, straight black. No oh. foof.
0: God, that is hardcore. Yeah, nah, yeah, Matt, he's hardcore. I would not have guessed
3: that, <laughs> Brunsy. I know you talk about always getting your cups of coffee, and I would not have guessed you as a as a straight up guy.
0: Yeah, no. If
4: it gets bad enough, you kind of have to start doing the uh, the red eye too, with the shot of espresso in the coffee.
3: Oh my goodness!
4: Holy cow! <laughs>
3: You're an animal. <laughs> See, it's always you Mensa guys that don't that keep it like basic. He's a genius, Brunsy. It's it's pick your poison because you're one of the few guys that we talk to that can cover a lot of different things. A lot of different sports. We could go baseball with that just starting. We could go basketball, and of course, we could put a bow on recruiting. It is the Brunsey special. Where would you like to start?
4: Uh, let's go. Let's put a bow on recruiting, and then come double back on a little baseball.
3: How so hard? That? How hard for it was you, Was it for you this year to arrive at some semblance of a Super Six?
4: Uh, in a class of basically like half sleepers, um, it was pretty tough. <laughs> and, and I, I, you know, it, it, I mean, that, that's just the nature of, of how Matt Rule's going to recruit. I mean, I, I think th- if you include the transfers, I think you can get there pretty easily, but man, if it's just the, the high school and, and the Juco guys, it it's tough. And it's, you're you're almost kind of having to trust your own evaluations of Matt rules evaluation. So it, it's tough, but, uh, yeah, I mean, at least, at least you have options. I mean, it's a massive class, so you've got some guys
0: to choose from. Who would you say is a favorite of yours on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball?
2: Um,
4: well, I, I, I think obviously Malachi Coleman's an easy one to start with on offense. Um, For you know a guy that size that runs that way, and I I was pretty impressed with what I heard from just his attitude at at the the Polynesian Bowl practices. I mean, he he really stepped it up against you know better competition than probably what he's seen in state, and that that's a significant thing I think sometimes for guys that uh, you know are are from states that are at least a little more lightly recruited. Um, So I'd go there. I mean, if you're kind of looking at you know different guys on offense I mean of that offensive line group I I really like Sam Sledge and kind of what his long-term potential is as an interior lineman I mean it it seems like you look at what he did during his high school career and he kind of he just kind of gradually kept moving towards the interior of the offensive line with each year and he moves well I think he's got a, a really kind of good comportment for uh being a center long term um, and you know I, I think that's a, that's a spot that Nebraska struggled with it's a tough spot to recruit to to find guys that are true centers and you're not trying to kind of round, round peg square hole something and I, I think just long term I think he's he's a good option there and I, I like the fact that they've got Ben Scott for a couple of years as a transfer to kind of let Sledge grow up behind him so that, that's kind of where I'd go on offense defensively i mean i eric fields is a guy you have to like and
1: team bruntz
4: team what, Bruns. <laughs> what what's that i'm team yeah. bruntz you're two yeah. for two right now yep. i think
3: sam sledge is a multi-year starter and yeah. i think fields is the most dynamic defensive player they recruited
4: i i like fields anyways and then when you're like okay we're gonna run a three three five you're like oh okay that's a little bit more interesting um you know, I don't know if that's your rover long term or, or where you're going to put him, but I mean, you, you watch his film and he runs well. He gets to the ball with violence when he gets there. And, you know, you just as a little bit of an undersized linebacker, you don't want to say the name, but I mean, I, you, you kind of start thinking Levante David when you're watching it. And again, you don't want to say the name, but I, I think that's you know, a, a, a huge get for them as a guy that was really overlooked and, and didn't have a ton of – I mean, his, his only other official visit was Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that that's just a really nice job of evaluating and recruiting there.
3: Bronsie, let's go to baseball. Because uh, I, I thought it was interesting. Around here, you know this, Nebraska fans don't like to hear the word culture, chemistry, they, they give you the eye roll. I think Coach Bolton and his staff, they were kind of letting you know and his presser, that yeah, last year wasn't all that fun. He's got a little bit of an older group this year, and they're stressing chemistry. Did that surprise you that he was so public about that?
4: Um, no, not at all. <laughs> um, I, I, I know just that, that group last year, um, it, it just didn't ever click. And I, and I don't know if part of it was you were coming off a year where you had – Jackson Hallmark, Spencer Schwellenbach, these right. really big, big personalities, competitive competitive guys. Um, but it, it just they really struggled with it last year. And then when you have Kyle Perry and Jake Buns both go down, two guys who were really important kind of mentality guys, it just it just didn't fit. And you know, I, I know in the offseason this year in the fall, a big thing for this team was they started playing competitive ultimate frisbee. Like, that that was the thing that they got together and did. And it got so competitive that, like, they had to start making rules about, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, because they were afraid that somebody was going to get hurt. And that, that just is, is kind of the idea, I think, of, you know, breeding competitiveness, but also being able to hang out with guys after you're done. I mean, it, it really does feel significantly different. And a lot of the... Kind of leadership faces are the same, but I think they've added some JUCO guys and um, some older type pieces to this roster that, that really kind of fit and mesh well. Um, so, I, I, you know, does that matter? Yeah. I mean, you you look at the, the their record in one and two-run games last year, and you have to think that stuff like that can help you turn some of those losses into wins, which is what they're going to have to do this year.
0: 20 new faces on the roster again from last year to this year, and uh, that's kind of been a theme over the course of the Will Bold tenure. So, um, uh, you know, continue with that point, putting emphasis on culture and chemistry have to be huge, but how do you get there with, like, so many – with changeover over and over and over again? Competition. Yeah,
4: I mean, it it is competition. I mean, you you had 46 guys in uh, fall camp, and it was – it almost kind of felt a little bit to me like, you know, guys knew they were playing for spots. It, it, it was kind of cutthroat. And when you have to do that, you, you, uh, you know, I, I think it it's a little bit different feeling than last year when you're kind of coming off of a Big Ten title. So um, I think that helps. I, I think they also have a nice mix of guys. I mean, you have some guys like a Charlie Fisher who is, is probably in his last year of baseball and, and is ready to, you know, kind of do whatever he can for the team to win. Um, you know, Kyle Perry's a, a veteran guy that's been around and seen some things. Buns the same way. Uh, Shea Shanaman. I mean, I mean, those guys wouldn't have come back, and they, and they had the option not to, um, if they weren't going to be all bought in for the team. So um, I think that's how you do it. And, you know, I, I think it's been more player-led, too, this time, which I think helps a ton.
3: Bruncey, before we let you go, can Nebraska basketball play in a certain way down the stretch that offsets a 30% win clip?
4: I'd like to say yes, but it, it just feels like a team right now that they'll give you 30 good minutes, but they just don't have that that extra oomph to get them over the top. I mean, they they played Illinois tight, Um you know, I think it's going to have to be kind of what the if if they're going to win games, they're going to have to be rock fights, and you're going to need somebody to step up and kind of have a really good game, whether it's Casey or you know you get Wilcher finally making shots or or something like that. I mean, it's uh, the the recipe doesn't look great right now for this team. I mean, you lost two guys that were so imperative to the way you do things and kind of making those plays at the end of games that you have to make to win. So. Uh, to me, it, it's just uh, you almost got to kind of get to the old Rutgers approach and, and just turn them into rock fights, and I don't know if they can do that right now.
0: DB, we have rock fights all the time, yes, right? we do. We just throw rocks at each other? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not what he's
2: saying.
0: Uh, Michael, thanks so much, man. We appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we talk again soon. All the best, Brunsy. Sounds good, guys.
7: Yeah, he's a senior writer
0: for Husker 24-7 <coughs> Sports. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Mike Sauter. He's in house. We still need to get to our the last remaining Super Six. Three Super Six players. Now, I gave my interchangeable, so I only have two plus the sleeper. More of that coming your way. Oh,
2: yeah, no doubt. No doubt.
1: Mike Sauter.
2: I, I would agree, Damon. Mike Sauter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Sauter. Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot. My- Mike Sauter.
0: Hey, we're winding down Friday as we do every Friday with Mama Mike Sauter, apparently. Uh, <laughs> it's Acres Ale time, too, to wind down my weekend with, I should or to wind down my week with, to go into the weekend with. Uh, they brew uh, their beer with what kind of corn? Whose corn's better, DB? Nebraska's corn, that's right. Crisp and clean with a light, refreshing flavor. It's locally brewed. It's the perfect beer. I'm telling you guys, when you are done with high school basketball tonight, and you're like, "Oh man, my week is cashed." Oh, get an acre sale. God, I'll that's be when su- you want.
3: I'll be sprinting, sprinting. too because I'm coming from <laughs> Millard sprinting. South, which is arguably <laughs> South, the second. Worst, the second worst place to watch a basketball game that's not West Side with the parking lot to get to yeah. West Side Elkhorn South. Mm-hmm. Oh
6: my, Central's pretty bad.
3: Yeah, but you know what? I know where to park. That's we'll true. talk On the about that. Under yeah. the yeah, yeah, I got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and because I cause I'll walk on the front end to get out quicker on the right. back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have any problems. Yeah, people want your segments to be longer, and so I and I told people full disclosure. When we cut out the uhs and ums, there's a lot of information mm-hmm. in between. Wow. So mm-hmm. what? <laughs> we're family. Right. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not just, in the. We're not yeah. in the constructive church. criticism. Right. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. I'm just,
6: I just I just need to go. <laughs> I just stuttered right there. <laughs> Damn. We Sounds a lot this. like you right oh, now. <laughs> Muscle sore. You want to wrestle me? I feel like you, I feel like this is about to go down. Are you yelling
3: timber? <laughs> like I I don't know if you saw, but the people's champ he, is he, here. He hasn't picked up on your mannerisms yet. But he's sort kind of kinda serious. I'm a
0: little serious. Oh, well, really? He's kind of serious? Remember when I bet him that he couldn't do 25 push-ups? And, he did. and then it turned into Shane doing push-ups? So <laughs> he
6: did 24 and three quarters. He did. He almost got I there. I did 25 very easily. H- Hater. Where are you going tonight? I think I'm going to go back. I was at West Point last night. Um, for the East Husker Conference girls semifinals, which was North Bend Central and Oakland Craig won those games. And I think I'm going to go back there for the boys. Here's why Uh, Howells Dodge, I think, has a chance to make a run um, in D1. And I just like to see as many many teams as I can that I think might be in the conversation for a state title. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to March. Um, So I I think I'm going to do that. By the way, Caitlin Emanuel gets; she needs more run.
3: Like, well, it's is, it's the coverage though. Like, yeah, I mean, it's she's phenomenal. We need more Mike Sauters. She is my, my Mike the Solder.
6: best. She might. If there's like athlete of the year stuff, she's definitely in the conversation. Hundred oh. percent, and has been. They're gonna they're trying for four straight state titles in basketball. she's made it in uh, volleyball a handful of times. Or led her team to it. Um, we're talking about North Bend Central, and the crazy thing about it is. She doesn't really care next level stuff. She's never done AU or club volleyball stuff. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. She's lifeguarded and like <laughs> thrown hay and stuff. That's it. Who who so.
3: who wins tonight? The girl Patriots or the lady Mustangs?
6: Ooh, That's it five thirty?
3: You know it. Yeah.
6: Oh, that's a t- that's a well one big rivalry game, right?
3: Yeah. Um, zero love loss.
6: Nah, I, I don't. I mean, yeah. Uh, less than zero, probably. If it's you can get there, um, is that Miller South? Correct. Uh, maybe Millard North, just because I like the depth. They
3: do they have? Keep... Do,
6: they, do they have enough dog? That's what the thing is. Because I know those the three girls at Millard South do have that in them, and it's gonna you're gonna have to play hard, physical game, all that stuff. And I just. I don't know. Gosh, now you're making me want to change my mind on where I go to. Well, it's going to be a fantastic environment.
3: Yeah. Elkhorn Southwest
6: side is another one on the boys. You
3: could double dip. Hey, can I ask you real quick, what makes them so tough to play against? Because they don't have an elite player outside Who? of maybe Elkhorn South. Huh. Outside of – I mean, Noonan is tough, right? And I love – I'm, I'm a huge fan. They make life miserable on everybody.
6: Yeah, I I think one they're pretty balanced um, and good athletes like Jackson Muller Swans good, good athlete oh uh, he's fantastic with great football year um, throw him a ball I think yeah I think Alec just provides a different it there is they're not a bunch of rah rah looking now he's guys. a dog yes but there isn't a bunch of look at me um, you know whatever they're not they make a play they're not like. Talking stuff or standing over someone or whatever it is, um, I think that's probably why. And I think they're just undervalued because they have a twenty-five, twenty-six-year-old head coach. Twenty-six, JK. he's
3: great. I saw him scouting. He's uh, going the other day at Westside.
6: He will be at Elkhorn South for his whole career, or as long as they'll let him be. Really? Yeah. He's um, that. He's. I mean, he went to high school there. He's
3: all in on it. What? Uh, what do you expect from? Um, the middle of the pack, because there's some good, eh? Yeah. Man, there's good game. There We'll
6: see. There's a lot of breakers this weekend. Last night, well, last night wasn't really that much, but um, like Southeast prep. Southeast now won seven in a row after they beat Norfolk last night. Um, that's a huge one tomorrow night. Pius, Bellevue West. Bellevue West prep is tonight again. Um, can that change I think the pious play in Bellevue West, third game in three in this week for Bellevue West, um, tougher test to kind of come back from. They started really slow against so- Sioux City East the other night on Tuesday when I was yeah, there. And then it man. just went bang, flip, like
3: it wasn't even close. Yeah, they didn't even have to shoot it well.
6: No, and they, they, they didn't. It's another game where they didn't. So I wasn't sure if Sioux City East showed up. Well they kinda did So after.
3: as we got closer to that, a lot of people said that they were overrated before that game even tipped. Yeah, a little bit of a paper
6: tiger, I think. Um they th- what took some shine off that game, Suicide East lost to SBL um or on Monday night, and then they had to go to Bellevue and play on Tuesday night and uh, SBL's Sergeant Bluff Lufton Luton. Luton. I always mess that up. That's okay. He's the guy, that's yeah, his wheelhouse. Luton, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Um, They lost to the Warriors.
0: Their first loss was to SBL on. And I told Sauter that that SBL team always finds a way to make a deep run in postseason. Yeah, always. And they're never the best team. You know, but they always go to like the semifinals or the final. It'd be kind
6: of like how we compare would be like kind of like losing to uh, Bennington or something, right? Like you think that's the comp? They got a big. They got a big one tonight too. Yes, they do. Um, Class B is a. Just, I'll just move on to that. And Class B boys last night? Holy cow. Like
3: I don't know what Ra- happened in Platteview.
6: Ralston beat Platteview. Yeah. Uh Elkhorn North beat Mount Michael in the palace in Mount, in, at Mount Michael. Yeah, shout out to like, Team
3: Spooner. But Elkhorn North, they're going to be a thorn for somebody that doesn't here's prepare a, well. Here's
6: something here. Elkhorn North's boys are in Scutt's Subdistrict.
3: district mm.
6: And the first game of the year they played, and it was a little tighter than people really thought. Wild,
3: wild card points. Yeah. Hey, real quick before we let you go uh, and get to the dump, a nice little piece on the twenty twenty fours, which I don't know. Did you? I think we saw this coming right. three or four years ago with this group, seven, but it's, yeah. Exce- it's exceeded. Expectations. Yeah, in the twenty in the twenty twenty four football.
6: Yeah, in twenty twenty four football class, there are seven kids right now with power conference offers, in in Nebraska. That's a lot. <laughs> so um and there's a handful Ashton Murphy was the most recent one with Nebraska. Feels like that's probably the favorite at this point. Um it, it feels like there's a handful that could get more like the Rezacs and Spades and uh at West Side and then um uh Sam Thomas is a guy at Elkhorn North that's a lineman that's popped recently here. Joseph Stein we talked about last yeah. week about how Northwest. Iowa State went in there. Um, there's just like, what? There, can we get to ten? And there's probably going to be someone that camps super well that we just don't know about right now. So um, can can we get to ten? That's the question.
3: So we last year, last week, this is before this piece came out. But when you start putting the scholarship offers to paper, those mm-hmm. top four or five guys are gonna be well over seventy-five. Yeah. Power five offers. Between between those guys.
6: Right. It's a lot. Like, right now, you just, like, Kaylin has 15. Caleb is, what, seven, eight right now? Man, he's up to 10. 10, yeah. Um, McMorris is trending. Uh, Caleb Pyfrom is trending. Like, all these guys are trending. They just keep coming and coming. And it's not, like, regionally, right? We're talking Virginia. Duke. And Duke Vandy. and Carolina and, like, Stanford, Vandy. Like, all these places have started coming in here a little bit so it'll be real interesting to see what um you know rule and his staff obviously they're working really hard in state it's tremendous
3: did you catch his line the other day about how (laughs) when he said this is what we do you guys you guys are making it seem like this is a big deal and we love it but eight schools in a day yeah shouldn't be a big deal and i was just like there. You know what I wanted to say well, Tell that to Last <laughs> No no yeah. we That's did. what <laughs> I was. I'll say it Tell that to the last staff
2: about But, but I
3: remember Four. Mickey saying that And he was like He's, he's like No that school is not on my list But I'm going anyway I'm here Like this is what we yeah. do Mickey did a really nice job Especially of, in Omaha of, For sure Of bridging the gap yeah. That's yeah. gonna be undersold But he kept Nebraska Benson's and Brian's He and kept Nebraska in yeah. it
0: yeah. He, he really did You I mean Yeah Yeah mm-hmm. Eight, he's eight in a day, no big deal. It's a lot. People don't factor in drive time, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, they, you got to drive to these schools. And then you got to stay at the school for how long? Of 10 how long minutes. are you there? Ten I, minutes. I remember, there when, 10 coach, minutes I there remember when
3: Coach Root first got here, and this is how the talent level has changed. He was going from
0: Scott's Bluff mm-hmm. to Burke. Yeah, crazy. That's six and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sauter, we'll continue conversation with you over to Morning Dump. But for the show today, thank you for joining us this week on Coffee and Cream. We'll be back next week. Thank you to all of you that showed for our live event at Hale Varsity Club. Again, that's on the first and third Fridays of every month. If you it's want party. more, go to Morning Dump. We will see you next week on the show.